0: What it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm here, you're here, so it has to be Friday. And remember, every Friday at this time, 3 o'clock Eastern Standard, 2 Central, and 12 noon Pacific, we're here with the James Dentley Show. And remember, we don't think outside the box because of our world. In this world, oh, no, no, for us, there is no box. Uh, you know, very interesting times that we live in today, guys, and uh, I'm going to go solo without a guest this week. We're going to bring in Frank Shankowitz next week, who is the founder from Make-A-Wish, a wish uh, foundation. He's a dear friend. And we can talk about giving back and, and supporting and how we can play our role in the world uh, to to make the world better, to move into the significance, which is one of the, uh, the human's greatest needs, is to be significant, to know that you matter, you count, that you appreciate it. But you know what? Right now in my heart, I really want us to take a moment just to reflect on all the people who've been affected with this coronavirus, with this COVID-19 You know, many families are are burying their loved ones, uh, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, children. And um, uh, a lot of, they can't even go to the funerals. You know, they can't even go to the hospital. Uh, One of my dear friends who I serve on a board with, uh, he was hospitalized last night. And I'm going to ask that we keep Mr. Thomas Crosley up in prayer. You know, that my brother will, will return home. He's been, wasn't feeling good all week and, and last night they finally hospitalized him. So he's still there now and uh, we are being very prayerful. But we lost some soldiers. We have lost some dear friends, you know, me personally, about four or five people that I know personally and then uh, through other people. And we've all been touched by this. You know, I live here in Chicago and in Chicago, you know, over 70% of the people who have died from this virus are African-American and next Hispanic. And that number is about 58% in another state, 75% in another state. And in Chicago, we're 30% of the population. And, and that's interesting. But you know, it's brought a, a keen awareness to our mayor, um, Lori Lightfoot, and uh, and such another leaders throughout the nation put putting a national uh, spotlight on the fact that um, there's a lot more stress, there's a lot more uh, health challenges. Some start from stress, a lot starts from our diet. And sometimes that diet is, Pretty much dictated by what you have access to, the foods that you eat. You know, we've always heard and known and, and assumed <laughs> and surmised that that the poorest quality foods usually go into the poorest neighborhoods. And uh, and you know, even the government officials, where well, they don't, they want poor people that are or people who are struggling or people who need assistance. They want them to eat poor food. They don't want them eating uh, rich food, really healthy, exciting, exotic foods like they are because they feel like they have not earned it. Well, we're at a point in time where we are our brother's keeper. So I would ask that if you're a praying person that you would lift up um, all people in the world right now because this is a global situation. You know, things are happening today that have never, ever happened in the history of our lifetime, you know, where right now there's no roller coasters in Disney World anywhere, anywhere on the planet. Those roller coasters are not moving. Times Square is shut down the Gold Coast here in Chicago. It's shut down. Um, social distancing, people are wearing their masks and where you should, and where you should. People are selling masks for have seen amount, amount of money, you know, so people are always looking for opportunities there. And, and um, you know, we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful because, I'm, you know, one young lady, uh, her mom, she, she worked in Walmart, and there were two, two people worked in that Walmart that have succumbed and passed away due to that. And, uh, and her daughter was just so giving. And she wanted to go help people. You know, there were people that come to a store that could not make it to their car with their groceries without her. And she poured her heart there. She was not an elderly person at all. She's very young. She's in her early 30s. And and she died. So our heart and minds and thoughts and prayers go out to each and every person out there. Hey, Rocky. (laughs) And if we can make a difference, folks, uh, wherever you live, uh, if there's a meal that you can get for someone uh, that's elderly and can't get out, or a family that is not eating. You know, here in America, a lot of times we don't realize it because of we're busy in our lives, and we always and we take for granted a few things, and not intentionally, but we do. And that there are people actually starving here in the United States of America, and people don't have enough food to eat. You know, and our nonprofit, already always amazing. Um, you know, in the summertime, we would, there were a hundred kids that would go through H C D C and we would cater in the breakfast and lunch, and make sure the portions were were in abundance. So food could go home, and whether it went home or somebody else uh, through the church took it home, where well, people were fed, but what we found out last year was that there were kids that were going home and still didn't have food at home to eat, you know? I, I'm coaching a young lady who lives in California, and she was telling me her story, and as I'm teaching her how to craft her story and to tell her story and be fully self-expressed to become vulnerable, to really tell her truth, uh, she moved here from another country with her family, and her father got a $50 car and the back window had a big hole in it. And that's where she lived and slept. And uh, we would rain and it was California, but it would get kind of chilly at night and it would rain. And, and that's where she slept. And and she said, she, she, she prayed for the morning to come because she went to bed hungry every single day. I have a friend of mine, AJ, who has a company an organization called Feed a Billion and uh, Tony Robbins uh, fell in love with his cause and, and, be, and joined him in that cause to feed a billion people. And he brought to light when we were working with our nonprofits, how many people right now in this great country of ours are actually starving. So I want us to, first of all, be grateful wherever we are, no matter what it is to be grateful. You know, we are, uh, we are God's greatest miracle. You know, once we learn to master our emotions, to live each day as if it was our last, to persist until we succeed, to greet each day with love in our heart and realize that we are nature's greatest miracle, you know? Think about it, In the human species, you know, they have the laughing hyena, but it's not really laughing, it's just an expression, that's how they talk, that's how they communicate. But we're the only species that lives that really has laughter. We're the only species that can make the choices that we make of who we want to be, how we want to behave. Everybody else, every other uh, thing that grows and it thrives and lives is either instinctive or it's directed, it's directed. You know, they're usually, at the whim of the wind nourishment and the, and the rain nourishment and the climate to nourish. Uh, but we can make choices of the nourishment that we get. So now when we live in a time where people are hurting, where people have a lot of anxiety, where all the seminars are shut down, the movie theaters are closed up, there's barbershops. You like, I'm trying to grow an afro. This is the best it gets of it here, buddy. <laughs> He's like, James, that's not an afro. That's all I got. Okay. Don't, don't hate. But you know, Uh, the barbershops, beauty salons, nail salons, man. Oh, man, everything's shut down. The bars, you know, they even cut down the liquor stores at nine o'clock because people still wanted to gather, you know, we're very tribal. And, uh, you know, nothing's going to stop people from doing what they do because we're so locked into our habits, you know. But now, remember, just remember that any time there's great calamity, great strife, great fear, great anxiety, great challenges, there's also great opportunities. And now it's really about what are we choosing to focus on? What are we looking at? They're all around us. They're here for us to see at every moment, but we don't see them because we're so busy looking at the things we have locked onto. And where the head goes, the body follows. The thinker thinks and the prover approves. Well, what does the prover prove, James? Well, whatever the thinker thinks. So when we think things are hard, then they become hard because we are focused, we nurse we water that. You know, they say the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. You know, um, well a lot of things going on and again, you know, people, our hearts go out to all those people who are hurting their families. Um there's a lot of anxiety. People are not working, you know, the gun stores, I was in the gun store the other day <laughs> and uh it was packed, man. I had to social distance. I had on two masks and two pair of gloves and a coat zipped up, hat. Uh, my wife's not going to let me out of this house. If it could, the house back of the house can explode, I'm going to be in the corner somewhere because she's not letting me out of here. <laughs> but I'll tell you, you know, it. these are interesting times. But we, I believe that we, because you wouldn't be on this broadcast, whether it be through the radio or through social media, if we weren't like-minded. You know, we hang around people. We spend time with people because they are like us or they have something that we would, that we admire or we like in them. But these are things we like. We have things in common. The people you, that you don't get along with and that you don't really care for that much because they don't have anything in common with you, they're not like you. So we're here. So I already know who you are. I, I get it. I get it. And I know that if we call ourselves on to play higher, to play bigger, they put a smile on our face in the midst of all the things that are going on. Sure, you're trapped in the house, but... Look, I've been at home, and I left my job in January of 1995. Well, you've got to be crazy. If you think I'm, I'm happy, as a lot. Look, the only thing bad about my day is I love General Hospital, and my show starts at General Hospital, so it's on demand, right? That's my guilty pleasure, General Hospital. But 30 minutes in, the governor comes on every single day. He gives us an update, and I missed half the story. So I got to—I figured out that it comes on again at midnight, and then I, I could watch it. <laughs> I figured it out two days ago after I missed two weeks of it. But, you know, that's my thing everybody got theirs. I've been home a long time. I just had my hip replaced. I'm walking pretty good. I rolled my bike for the very first time yesterday. Felt good. Got down and started working out. And I made some decisions, man, that that I'm going to step it up to a whole other level. I made some decisions about things I'm not going to be doing and some things that I really aspire to do. And we're about to launch uh, this year in the fall. We will launch JD3 TV. And JD3TV, so if you would do me a favor and you would go to Facebook, Facebook group, uh, JD3TV, and then you would like the page and be a part of our community because I want to have some cool things and I want to shake it up and do some things that may be just a little bit different. And I want to let you guys know I really appreciate your support, appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully I'll say something that's really, really funny before we're out of here. If I get my wife to come down, maybe we'll do a quick, quick skit. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. I'm going to call it down before it's all over with. We're going to have a blast. But I want to talk about some things about how do we uh, take our gifts that we have and how do we identify those gifts? You know, so many people don't really understand that they have them. Uh, You're good at something on your job or, in an organization you belong to or in a family, you're good at raising your family or maybe you're good with the kids or, you know, maybe you're good at sports. Maybe you're good, whatever it is, you can monetize that. You can craft that into a real business. And I think right now in these moments that we have to buckle down and find out what are we really great at? You know, we all are great at something and we are very unique. We're unlike anybody else on the planet. As a matter of fact, I mean, we all know it's true that they can take your DNA and hair strand, a a pick of blood, and they can identify you out of all the billions of people in the world. There's only you. You did it. You know, so you're very unique. Bible says beautifully and wonderfully made, whole and lacking, nothing. There's nobody else who has your voice inflection, your eye pupil, your fingerprint. Only you. And I remember Lauren Harris saying once that at one point in our life, we decided to become like everybody else. You see, people don't fail. People tend to conform. We're very tribal. You know, we, we start hanging out and doing some of the same things. And I say we find our uniqueness back. I believe that we go back to understanding that we are natures greatest miracle. Think about it. You know, no one in the world, not one person in the world can produce your children. The children you got, no matter how they are, some of them might be crazy, but they're still fun. They're your babies. But no one can do that but you. Nobody can do that but you. You know, that's so special. So let's highlight our differences and let's uh, understand that we are so unique as creatures of nature, that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. And that means you're rare. And all things that are in rarity have value. Ah, there it is. See, if you're rare, you have value, you know. And there's certain things and certain uh strands that we can run down that everybody can excel in. It's so interesting that uh I talk to so many people that have anxiety, and our business with total life changes is exploding. Literally, income is double. And uh It's been exploding for a while now because people now are beginning to wake up. They've been shaken. You know, they've been shaken. They realize that that cushy job wasn't theirs. And even in retirement, it's not going to be enough. And a lot of people are preparing for it and think that life is going to be cushy, but inflation waits for no one. And when a person for some reason gets older and maybe they have to go to a senior assisted living or assisted living facility, I have a friend of mine that had a stroke in his 30s and been there today, he's gotta be 57, 58. So when somebody goes to the senior assisted living facility, if nobody in the family can pay for your room and board, well, the state comes and takes your home. And everything that we have built a lifetime to pass on to our children goes back to the state. And we seem to be unconscious of that because we live our life day to day, you know, day to day. And if we're going to do that, okay, great. But if we're going to do that, if we're going to just go day to day, then today we will make this the greatest day of our life. We will live today as if it, were, if it was our last day. We cannot go back and erase all the ill wills and choices. We can't erase those. Nor can we take, just like the hourglass, the sand doesn't go up. The sand doesn't go backwards. It only comes one way. Nor can we uh, take uh, today and make it tomorrow. We can help how we shape tomorrow by what we do in this day, in this moment, here now, that's what we get. Okay. And, um, and if we nail the day and we'll focus on that and get out of our head of all the things that didn't go right, all the things that you have made, felt like you may have failed at or didn't achieve at. Sometimes we, we have experiences and they don't work out. And then we, we, we claim a a definite, uh, we give it a definite identity. We, we, we confuse uh, what happened with our identity. Yeah. We can, we kind of, uh, c- uh, combine those things. We kind of put them in the same little crock pot and start cooking it, and making it a new dish for our lives. And, and what happens is then we stop trying. When the average millionaire, when it comes to money, dips and dabbles in 17 different things, goes flat broke three times. Heck, this is my third marriage and I finally got it right, you know, but I didn't get it right the first two times. <laughs> The, first, the second time, I thought the first time was a fluke, and I thought it, 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 it wasn't me, okay? But the bottom line is, okay, all right, erase that. So anyway, the bottom line is that we can live today as if it was our last day, with no regrets, playing full out, full tilt, this day like it's your last day, loving it. If you meet someone who doesn't have a smile, you give them yours, because you're real, you're beautifully, and you're wonderfully made, and there's so much value in being rare. Yeah, you got skills, you got gifts, you got uh, you got things that separate you from everybody else. And if you can identify that, and you can bless the world. But if you don't, remember these skills, gifts, and even our body will rot and it will die unless we put it to good use. If we don't put it to good use, it's not going to work. You know, I had hip replacement and going through therapy. It's kind of tough. But the one thing I learned in going through the therapy, even that with sciatica, because I was in pain for like a year and two, four or five months. And going through that, I realized that, you know, I would get stiff because if you're not moving it, you're going to lose it. You know, we got to put it to good use. We got to put the skills, the blessings, the gifts that God has given us, no matter what they are. And we can't rest on yesterday's accomplishments um, uh, because you're not here by chance. You know, we're here for a divine purpose and we have to identify that. And, you know, I believe that we're here to grow into a mountain and not shrink like a grain of sand. To grow into a mountain. To grow, to thrive. You know, only in a human existence do we make conscious choices to stop growing. A tree can't do that. You know, everything else is at the whims of nature itself. We make choices. And if that is true, and if we really have dominion, then I say that we live this day as if it was our last day. And don't let life drop. And don't let it drop into the sand, never to be seen. Never to be experienced because we affect each other's lives. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come right back and we're going to move into uh, how we win. We will persist until we succeed. Take a quick commercial and I'll be right back. Find out
0: what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. with us at be the com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America com. tuned in to the james stentley show we'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments drop us a line to jd at the james stentley show.com again that's jd at the james stentley show.com
1: now back to the show okay welcome back you know this part of our show is going to be brought by total life changes total life changes the number one network marketing company when it comes to health and wellness on the planet that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So we were just talking about, um, uh, during the break, uh, how we're uh, getting meals together for the elderly. And there's some kids out there, some families that still aren't eating um, three meals a day. You know, um, I was talking about one of my clients who uh, where she 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 prayed at night for morning to come because that was the only time they ate. The father was able to get them a breakfast. And now she teaches children, she's a speaker, she empowers, she, she learned English. But she told a story how she had tattered clothes and they would her mom would go to the dumpster and sew together clothes and, and the te- kids would tease her. And she felt like she was less than zero. She felt like she was nothing. And um, and the kids, you know how our kids are. You know how we get, okay? Some of us get like that grown. And she talked about that. And now she's taken all that pain and made it part of her story. And now she inspires the, mar- the hearts, the minds, and ignites the imagination of other children because not only what she's gone through, but what she has grown through. All of us have a story and all of us can make a difference. You know, the, our nonprofit already org. if you're interested, you feel free to make a, a donation. And 100% of that goes there. More than that, because we've been funding people without donations for many, many years. And some of these years is like six figures, but we're really, really, truly, truly blessed to be able to do it. Because I remember I lived in a car at one point it wasn't fun, but it was necessary, you know, for me to make some different decisions in my life to to take ownership and responsibility of my life. So so nutshell, um, if you want to make a donation, do that or just reach out to people, you know, and see, even if you're making a big Easter dinner, maybe you can make a little bit extra. Maybe. Maybe you got a little bit extra collard greens or some more mac and cheese. You know, you don't need all that stuff. Anyway. It's not all the, it's not really that good for you. So hurt somebody else's life. <laughs> but no, make, make, make a plate. Just be conscious of it as we are grateful and thankful because we're going through something, guys, that's so incredible. And at one point, thousands, tens of thousands of people are dying. Hundreds of thousands of people have been touched. It's going to be over a million. But look how it's brought us back together on another way. To be very conscious about the relationships and who we can count on and who we can count out. Mm. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh he who, uh, he who uh, congregates, and that's not that exact word, but he who spends time with the wise shall be wise, but he who spends time with fools shall be destroyed. Okay. Somebody said foolish. No, no, destroyed, you know, because it's all about the company that we choose to keep. You know, there's a book called Jesus Christ CEO. I read it 20 years ago. It said, if you can identify the five people you spend the most time with, you will find your lot in life. Because again, we hang around people who are like us. Okay, So we want to live today as if it was our last day. Don't linger or idle with the wrong people. Right now, is OQP, only quality people. Because right now, it's time for us to act. So my theme for this portion of the show would be, I will act now. I will act now. I will not give way to procrastination. I will destroy procrastination with my actions. I would destroy doubt with my faith, you know? I would take away all those things that are negative with things that are positive. I will learn to master my emotion, you see? Because the challenge that we have is that sometimes we're driven by our emotions and our emotions drive our thoughts. But I would suggest that our, we can take our thoughts and our thoughts can drive our emotions. Ah, now, see, if, if our emotions are driving our thoughts, that means things go wrong and we go wrong. Things happen and then we have Things go crazy and then we go crazy. But if our thoughts drive our emotions, then you have empowering thoughts. You show up on path. You show up on purpose. And then we have empowering thoughts. And the thoughts will bring fuel into the emotion because now you tap into a frequency of power. Okay. Yeah. You tap into a frequency. I'm sorry to sound like a preacher. All right. Okay. It's my ministry. It's my moment. Let me have it. <laughs> All right. So um, you know, we, we, could take, we could take joy and replace sadness. So when things come and make us sad, when my mother passed, I chose to become grateful. They asked me things we need another song, and I say gratefulness because even though I was sad, we were so close with my friend. And uh, man, oh my God, there's so much there. But I'm so grateful that that gratefulness took away the sadness. And I was wondering, was something wrong with me? Why I'm not grieving? Why I'm not breaking down? You know, but I decided I'd make my own weather. I'm not a part of nature like a tree. I can move. I don't have to wait on the wind to cool me off or the rain to nourish me. I can make my own weather. Have my thoughts. And when my thoughts will come out power because what my thoughts will impact my words. And when I speak, God said, let there be light. And we are born in, a make, in an image and likeness of your creator, however you want to define it. See? So, so we line up and we tap into it and tap into a higher frequency. You know, my book, The Five Frequencies of High Performance, talks a lot about that. You can go get it from Amazon. And I tell you what, if you go to Amazon and you can look up my name or the book, Five Frequencies of High Performance, you buy that book, 100% of that goes to the nonprofit, even what I paid for the book to be there. So when you make a donation and buy the book, you'll be blessed by it, but then I make a donation into the nonprofit because you purchased the book and everything you purchase goes in there. So I don't take any profit back out of there. So I wanna just write this, think about this. You make your own weather. Weak mm. Mm. is the person that lets their emotion rules their thoughts. Powerful is the person that makes their thoughts rule their emotions. Uh, it's like you're on a football field and you get that emotion. Oh, I'm going to get the quarterback. I'm going to get the quarterback. Get the quarterback. So you put your thoughts, you put your energy, your frequency, you lock it in. Keep that eye single and then you go and you get it. So what are you going after? Do you know what you really want for your life? We're here. If you don't want anything, well, you know, there's a lot of people walking around here that don't want anything and they're dead. They're just not laying down yet. And I say that because we impact each other. We impact each other. If nothing else, this coronavirus is evidence of that, that we are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. We impact each other. Somebody gets a virus, they can go back home, their children can get it, and it infects somebody else, your grand, grandparent, teacher, somebody at the store, whatever. We impact somebody. And that's how serious this stuff is. But wasn't it always serious? Because when we spend time around people, we pick up their energy, their frequency, their thoughts you know, their energy, their stories. Have you ever been around somebody and they would tell you how bad their life was and you start feeling bad too, you start hurt, you start they hurt they knee hurt, hurt so bad, make my knee hurt. <laughs> I remember a Karen would tell me, dang, my hip hurt too. say, <laughs> stop it, stop it. My hip was hurting so bad, I made my wife hip hurt. And <laughs> she works out every day. Okay, so we control the thoughts, strong as he or she, that makes her thoughts rule their emotions. It was once said, and it's also biblical, that when a man or woman that cannot control their anger is like a city without walls. Ah. Not to have control. It's like a city without walls. What does that mean? That means we're defenseless. We're at the whim of life itself. So something happens and we happen. But I say if we wake up every day and we lock in and lock on, we get empowered. We start reading. We start studying. We go back to the root of a thing. And remember who you are. You know, they said once that the man came to himself, and when he came to himself, that means he went back to his true nature. He didn't have to; he had to make a shift. Of course, you got to be transformed by renewing of your mind, but you came to yourself, and that simply means that you know you already have everything. It is everything needed, everything you need and want. Desires all around. you. If you want riches, if you want health, if you want relationship, it's all around you. But you just got to tap in. You want to love, then learn to love. Learn to love people for them. Love them for them. That means it's not about uh, what you love as long as you know they don't give you what you want, then you want put, they put them on punishment. No, no. It's not an emotion. It's an attitude. It's how you got to show up. That means that if, if you want to smile, then give a smile. If you want power, then become power. Because guess what? All of us are made of electrical charges, and that means that we don't have to even go get energy because we are energy. Just got to activate the energy you have, and you can tap in energy from the earth itself. They have a they have a thing called earthing, where you walk around in the grass in your bare feet. Now, I would suggest if you're going to walk around in the grass, stay, make sure the dog hasn't been there first. Okay, there's no energy and power coming out of that. But but step on the grass with your bare feet, and if you relax and go into a meditative state, calm down, and then go with the flow of nature itself. You'll see how beautiful the day is, and you could actually feel electricity coming from the earth into your body because we're all interconnected with the same minerals and elements. We're all here a part of everything. And that's so cool. And that just says that today is the best day of your life. Make every hour count, like every minute be meaningful to you. Okay. Your last. Your last must be your best. This is your day. So, ah, so what do we do here? You live each day as if it was our last day. Wow. Um, you can't make yesterday come back. You can't make yesterday defeats become victories. You can learn from them, and we can move forward within them. So, therefore, we have to face fear, face uncertainty. And understand what Robert Frost meant when he said, two roads diverge by the woods and I. But I chose a road less traveled by. The less traveled by road, it's a road where, uh, you don't know what's beyond it. That's the faith walk. There's a story of the unknown soldier and the unknown soldier was captured in war and, uh, he was put in a prison and he had a cell window, small window. It faced a courtyard. There were other soldiers that were in the cells beside him and they would talk. You know, where are you from? Who you fly with? You know, what's going on? And every day they would march a soldier out to the courtyard. They would line him up against the wall. The lieutenant would walk up to them, say a few words, walk back, and say, ready, aim, fire, and they would shoot the soldier dead. This went on day after day after day. And finally, they came to his cell. They walked him out to the courtyard, handcuffed, put him to the wall. The lieutenant walked up to the soldier and said, um, I'm going to give you a choice. I give this choice to all of your comrades. I can shoot you dead and you're gonna die here like all your fellow comrades. Or you can choose to go through that gate. Beyond that gate is unknown horrors. Beyond that gate, the things that will shred you apart, that will make you wish that you'll die a thousand deaths out of there with a thousand cuts. Out of there, you're gonna get hurt, heartache, pain. You'll be devoured out there. There'll be nothing left of you most likely. Make your decision. And he said, no, sir, I want to go like my comrades did, like all of my fellow soldiers, we are one, ready to die. He walks back and they shoot him dead. A sergeant walks over to the unknown soldier and says, "Um, may I ask you a question, Lieutenant? He said, what is it? He said, sir, how come everyone chooses death? What's really on the other side of that gate? He said, on the other side of that gate is freedom. But most people would rather choose a known hell than an unknown heaven. Mm. It is so interesting that the things that have worked for me in life and the things that have blessed me immensely are the things that I initially said no to. That I was locked in. It wasn't for me. I wasn't going to do it. I was too busy. It was this or was that. And because of that, me saying no, but somebody else seeing something in me that I didn't see, and me deciding to take a chance, probably made about 10 to 15 to $20 million because of it. But my own intellect would have me broke as a joke. And that's when I understood what Albert Einstein meant when he said that you cannot elevate to another level in your life in any area using the same level of thinking that got you where you are. See, that's like trying to elevate the saintly thinking, a saintly living with heathen thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's like trying to, you know, just trying to you know, live in abundance with a poverty mindset. You see the disconnect? They don't go together. Like it's like water and oil, they separate upon contact. They can't even exist in the same spot just like faith and doubt can exist in the same spot. It's like trying to be uh, sort of kind of almost pregnant. It's kind of really difficult to do and no one has pulled it off yet. So what causes us to be frozen on our tracks to step outside of our comfort zones in that fear? That fear, fear waiting to happen. Live life on low-grade upset. Well, I have a theory. It's not proven, but it's my theory. So indulge me, and let's have some fun. Well, you know, first of all, you got this sperm, and this sperm got a lot of other sperms, and they're racing, and they're bumping each other, and they're knocking like bumper cars, and they're racing to get to that egg, or they're going, and then, boom, you won, and you hit that egg, and it's you. You don't have a name yet. No, you have no form, but it's you. The spirit of you is already in there. All right, so here we go. So now the body forms this little sack, and now you are laying in this sack, and it's filled with liquid. You can't open your eyes. You're it balled up. You're being fed by a tube into your navel, and you're laying in this warm bowl of soup because the body is like ninety some degrees in there, right? So you're laying out chilling on your soup. Now, you can feel emotion, but you don't understand language. You don't understand meanings of anything. You don't have comprehension. But you can feel energy. You can feel frequency of stress, duress, screaming, hollering, laughing, reading, nurturing. You feel that your nervous system is now adapting because the job of life is to choose life, to find a way to survive and to thrive and to find meaning in the environment in which you place it. Okay? So now you're laying out in your soup and you're just chilling. And you chill out in your soup for about nine months. And then all of a sudden, uh, poops, all the soup runs out. The water breaks, soup's gone. And you're like, hey, where's my soup? And immediately there's a change. There's a shift. So now, okay, the mother's body is pushing and contracting. The mother's under duress. And then you feel like something is different. That means everything you know has changed. And you have no understanding of anything. No comprehension. Any no reference points. All you have was this in your suit. So now they're trying to push your body around. They prepare you for delivery. And if you're not positioned right, then somebody got to push on you. And then they tell the mom to push it. She's straining and pushing muscles and something's pushing on you, trying to get you ready to squeeze your head through a keyhole. So they're pushing, pushing, and, push and then they pop, they pop your head out. And then they put a salad spoon on your head and start to pull it out. And they pull you out of there, and when they pull you out, when they get you halfway out of there, and the mom is still pushing, and then they put some in your nose and suck stuff out of your nose, they wipe stuff out of your eyes, and then they cut off your food source, where you're getting your food at, they cut that line off and tie it into a knot and flip you over and smack you on the butt. And then if you're a boy, they flip you back over and cut your wee-wee off and say, welcome to Earth now I understand why we are so jacked up. Look, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And we're going to talk about how to remove fear and walk into faith and how we will persist until we succeed. It's about to get good. It's about to get good. I'm warming up. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the James Templey Show.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to jd at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Again, that's jd at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Now, back to
1: the show. All right. Welcome back. This session is brought by Already Always Amazing, Amazing Children, Veterans and Singers and Amazing Youth. Go to AlreadyAlwaysAmazing.org and, you know, put $5, $10, whatever it is, or go buy the book and you'll get something for it. And then we'll donate on your behalf. All right. Let's get ready. Let's get ready to get back to who we are, to shape our greatness, to shape our future. It doesn't matter if you're 18 or 88, there is still more, because even at 88, think about the stories. My dear friend, Mark Victor Hansen was on our show last week. He was the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, he and Jack Canfield. And I haven't seen Jack since we got uh, an award together at the Legacy Award with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Austin Custer, and that was the greatest moment of my life. To be there, I was the only I was the only African American on the, on the, getting the award, and I got the biggest award, so that was really really cool. So we had Mark Victor Hanson on the show last night, and and we're forming a uh, an alliance to do some things together that we're working on right now. But he's really focused on helping people write their bio, and I so believe in that. You know, what we did with our nonprofit is help children write their story, and some only could write a little bit. But they work through their imagination or their experiences or their truth, because I believe that's the beginning of legacy. And we're going to finish out their books and their covers and get those things out this summer. But your bio is important because, see, your great grandchildren need to know who you were so they can know your strengths and they can know the things that the, the things you've done that you wish you could have done different. What would you say to the younger you? And now they can read this and now they have a track to run on. You know, now you've made a significant difference in the legacy of your family. Imagine you go to somebody's wealthy's home, and a wealthy person's home, and there's a big picture of them and maybe a husband or wife or a husband or somebody on that wall, right? And the kids come up and say, who's that? Well, that's your grandpa. Wow. And yeah, your grandpa was a great man. Your grandpa did this and he did that. He was a man of high integrity. See, you don't have to be wealthy. You just have to live. Your grandpa, he put food on the table. Keep the lights on, okay? One thing about grandpa, he kept these lights on. Grandpa had work ethic. Grandpa was so funny. Grandpa was a spiritual man. He loved people. Grandpa, everybody liked grandpa, you see? So you can you try writing that track. So now, uh, then your picture goes on the wall and your spouse picture goes on the wall and then they say boom. And then there's another frame there and there's no picture. So that's grandpa, that's great grandpa, that's grandpa and here's your picture, and there's a blank picture. Who's that for? Well, son, that's your picture. You get to go on the wall. Because on this wall, we're gonna tell the story so people from generations to come will know that you live. You see, when I go into audiences and I ask people, let me ask you guys, how many people know who their great-great-grandfather is? Forget about great-great-great. Great-great-grandfather great, great is. I would say that if there are 100 people, there may be six, and two of them not telling the truth. <laughs> Says, so let's say six. So nobody knows who their great great grandpa is. And most people don't know who their great grandfather was. They really don't. Maybe it's 40%. So, what I, what it struck me is that if you don't make your mark or do anything or leave a trail for people to follow, then your great grandchildren and your, they'll never know you existed. They'll never know you were ever here. You think about people that were here in our lives very close to us. And sometimes a day can go by and we can, sometimes we think of them every day. Sometimes a day go by and we send don't because life always chooses life, No, but they touch your life. The point says, is not how did one die, but how did they live? Not what did they gain, but what did they give? You see, these are the merits that measure the worth of every man and every woman, regardless of birth. Not what was their station, but had their heart? And how did they choose to play? Their God-given partner. So now we lay the track, and it's the beginning of legacy. Even in your spiritual books, they always say, "Tell the story," and we've forgotten that. So it's time for everybody to write their biography. That your life matters, man. Look, I always tell you guys that when I moved moved to Atlanta in '92, in '94 I joined a company called ACN, which you know saved me and taught me and trained me and got me prepared to do all this. I was 33. The gentleman that did the presentation was a uh, 21 young kid but he was a leader. And that guy, he introduced a guy into the company named Roderick Brown, who got Darren Elijah. He got Dora Chambers. Dora Chambers got Ken, and then Ken got James Dentley. But, but if it had not been for that young man, then your life would take on a different trajectory. Now, why do I say that? Well, if he had not done what he had done and had not unfolded the way unfolded, I would not be here. I wouldn't be on the show. I wouldn't have a show. And each and every one of you would be doing something else with your time. And this hour will belong to something else in your life. So somebody you don't even know, six people removed, has impacted your life. Hmm. Hmm. Do this. That's interesting. Someone you don't know has impacted your life. The hour, the time, the precious moments, you'll never get back. you never get them back. Benjamin E. May said, I have only just one minute. Each has 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, I can't refuse it. I did not seek it. And I did not choose it but now it's up to me to use it. I will suffer if I lose it, be held in account if I abuse it, because every little minute (laughs) has eternity wrapped up in it." Yeah. So we got this minute, this moment in time that was dictated, the direction of was dictated by the actions of somebody else that you would never know. Here is the point, because it's not about him. It's about whose life are you impacting because every, ma- every life matters. You're either a great example or a terrible reminder. You inspire me to be like you or do some of the things you've done. I do what I do because I was inspired by somebody who was a giver. And I fell in love with giving and finding meaning and, and trying to help people. And I don't call me like I'm going to give all my money away. I ain't be stupid. Okay? But I, I was inspired by knowing that thinking I could be better because I was stuck in my mistakes and I was beating myself up. And the only way I can get out of that is, is through love. And I have to learn to love me and learn to become just better because I can't go back and change what has happened. But I can move forward and change what will happen. And this young man's life got you here because you've tuned in and I'm so honored and humbled that you did. But your life matters. That you touch other people and they're waiting for you. They can only hear your voice. They can only learn from your story. Les Brown says you are a masterpiece. Why? Because you are a piece of the master. So first of all, we got to get clarity. What is it that you want? Get an idea. Learn to communicate with yourself in question forms, not in definitive statements. When you say it's hard, it becomes hard because you said it. Imagine you're playing a a sport and you got somebody guarding you and you already said in your mind, I can't beat him. Well, you're not going to beat him. (laughs) Or you say, I can never have her or I can never have him. I can never do that. Well, you just disqualified yourself to think or thinks and the proof improves. So, so you change your language here, and then you say, okay, what can I do to defeat this? What can I do to overcome this? What can I do to have this? What can I do to acquire this? What can I do to become this or become like this? And your brain is like a computer. And when you ask it questions, there is a mind inside of the mind. I call it the captain and the crew, and the crew goes to work. Even when you're sleeping, it works on your behalf because you has asked it a question. And it's almost like giving the the captain gives the crew a command, the captain being the conscious. So you constantly give the command. That's why you wake up when you really have to get up. You adamant you have to get up, you wake up earlier. That's why if you have a problem and you have to get an answer, Something's revealed because the conscious mind is commanding the crew, I've got to have this. How can I do this? And the crew has to say "I" aye, and work on it, and work on it, and work on it. That's the other mind. Okay. So now as other mind is working on it, coming up with the answer for you. You get a pen and paper, and you chart the course. You look at your, you write down on the left side all of your daily habits. On the right side, what are your biggest goals and dreams? And first of all, you look and see if you're in alignment. Because if you're not in alignment, you can't get them. And remember, character is everything. Integrity is a lot because your success can take you someplace. You can be successful and be a rotten person, but it won't keep you there. Because it's not about getting on the other side of money or the success or defeating. It's another part of life. Even Solomon said, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. I got everything in the world, but I got a hold of my life to even can drive a mat and truck. through. So therefore, let's get some clarity. Second of all, we got to get a plan of action and we must act now. Act now means we overcome fear. There is no fear, only the mission, but you got to get locked on. You got to keep down our single. You have to walk when failure says not to walk. You have to talk when failure says you need to be silent. You need to call on Tim when failure says one would do. You need to step out tomorrow when failure says that yesterday's action was enough, I can afford to take off. You have to communicate to yourself a different way because Carter G. Woodson once said, every now and then I must talk to myself because sometimes, I'm in a need of an intelligent conversation. You have to negotiate with yourself, with your goals and your dreams. And you have to ask yourself, how can I achieve this? And then you must act. And you must act now. And every single day, over and over and over, your mantra is, I will act now. Mel Roberts in her book talks about procrastination because procrastination is doom and gloom to all dreams and goals. It cannot line up. Heed the story of the man who would figure and plan of all the things that he once intended to do. Yet when the time came for him to get in the game, he never put anything through. Oh, he dreamed with a smile of the after a while of all the things he'd do pretty soon. He was all right at heart, but he never would start. You see, he could never, he'd never quite get in the tune. But yet if he had done all the things he'd begun, he'd be lifted amongst those of fame. But he chose not to produce, so he was of no use. Good intentions would never win a game. It is easy to dream, to plan in a scheme, and then let dreams drop out of sight. But only the ones who put through, but their dreams bring of you to be the ones who will win the fight. Mel Roberts says when you're laying there and you don't feel like getting up, you tell me to do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Try it. I promise you it's going to work. I will act now. Say that. Say I will act now. Say it again. I will act now. You don't procrastinate and push back your goals and dreams. Today could be your last day. You treat each day as as the last day of your life. I will act now because tomorrow is not promised. You have a loved one. Love your loved ones now because they they may not be here tomorrow or you may not be here tomorrow. You have a golden dream. It can pass you by. I will act now because only in the now, you take that word N-O-W, turn it around, W-O-N, now, one. I will act now. You see, the journey of a thousand miles began with a single step, but I will act now. And then I will persist until I succeed. I will persist until I win. I will persist until I succeed. That's going to conclude our show, guys. Be kind to one another. Remember, we don't think outside of the box because, as you just heard, hey, look, there is no box. There's no box, there's only possibility. You guys have an incredible week. We'll see you again next Friday.
0: Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.